The following program is being brought to you on the World Talk Radio Network. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit worldtalkradio.com. The World Talk Radio Network, where the world comes to talk. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the World Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. to the Sharon Kleina Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water. What you hear in the next hour could very well save your life. Now, here's your host, Sharon Kleina. I want to invite you to listen to the Sharon Kleina Hour, The Power of Water, Earth's Human Mission. Now, stop and think about water. The Earth was chosen to have water, the power of that water. This show is about the nature of how to live with the planet. And don't always, when you get up in the morning and you place your feet on the ground and you begin your day, remember, you're living with the whole planet, not just your feet walking on the planet. And learn more about the classroom that is offered to you with all of these radio talk shows and articles and books written and education on television and uh, the green uh, uh, television cable side and all that you can go to your t- talk radio on the green planet and learn about the nature of your life. And if you start thinking about you and the nature of you, you'll start having better understanding of what you're living with every day. Your mental outlook would be much more, let's say, patient much more understanding, understanding with objectivity that you're living with the whole planet. And you've got the trees, you've got the birds, you've got the bees, you've got the weather, you've got all the conditions to live with. And think about it as like a hobby. It can learn. You don't know it all. Who does know it all? The planet Earth has a hurricane one place, a tornado another place, a volcano another place, drought, heat, all the things that go with the unknown of nature. It's sad because we have moments of, like what's happening over in the Mississippi area, of the horrible tornado that came in and and the devastations of a volcano and an earthquake over in in Haiti and volcanoes in parts of our world. But that's nature. We get up in the morning and we begin our day with the most exciting part of your life. You begin a new moment, a new day. Water in your life is vital. Without water, you do not live. And I hoped you were understanding you must be drinking 8 to 10 glasses of water a day in a 24-hour period. You can go without everything else that day, but you cannot go without drinking plain water. Not the sugar in it, not the juice in it, not the tea, water. Would you take a bath in your tea, in your juice, your soda? No. You need water. The earth and the planet are growing, and the U.S. population, where the Power of Water radio talk show is coming from, with World Talk Radio, the planet is growing. The U.S. population grew last week by 45,863 people. 
in the United States, you have right now well over 309 million people, 144,431 people to live with. In the whole population of the world, it grew last week, 1,435,835 people. The population of the earth is growing and is exceeding beyond 6,817,234,600 people. Now, think about the growth. And there's water, only 1% of fresh water available. We need to conserve, but we also need to do like they've done in Holland. In the Netherlands, they live below sea level. For over 800, pe- pe- 800 years, we found out from one of our guests, they've been studying water. They had, their government was built around their boards of water. Let's start thinking together. The politicians don't have time for this. We want to live each day thinking about what's best for all of us and our nature and our, what we need to be healthier people. Today we have some exciting guests. I'm really excited about Sean Messiner. Sean is a doctor of veterinarian medicine. He's the author and speaker, but he's an award-winning book of the Natural Health Bible for Dogs and Cats. That is exciting because remember uh, among this population of, well, almost 7 billion people, we have a lot of animals, lots of dogs and cats. We found them to be the most exciting, healthy thing to have as our pet. And I like the word pet because they belong, they are part of our families. Our second guest is Mar, Marna Powell. Marna does something very unusual. She is going to teach us about the open water of uh, coastal uh, recreation of kayaking. And she teaches all ages, but kayaking for seniors, people who want to go kayaking, enjoy the waters. We're going to enjoy that education too. When you're listening to the Sharon Kleiner Hour, Remember, this is a classroom. We're like in our little laboratory together. Let's join each other and learn together. You can't know enough, and you sure couldn't know it all. I want to invite you today to listen. We're going to listen to our sponsor first, Nature's Tears Eye Mist, the natural method of moisturizing the eye. Over each eye organ, you, over each of your eyes, you have a clear film called tear film. Go to... The, to naturestears.com or imist.com and you're going to learn something very new that the eye's depletion of eyesight is because when that tear film depletes in water your eyesight begins to have a problem with your health of your eyes you begin to have a depletion of eyesight nature's tears eye mist is the first product in the world to be able to mist with all natural tissue culture grade of water to give you that supplement that you need to replenish the lost moisture to help your eyesight. Well, listen to Nature Series I Missed, and we'll be right back with Dr. Messenger. The World Talk Radio Variety Channel, where the world comes to talk. Discover the secret of Nature's Tears Eye Mist, an entirely different approach to eye care without eye drops. When your tear film is dry, your eyes feel dry. Nature's Tears Eye Mist naturally supplements the tear film with Biologic Aqua Absolute Premium Standard Grade of pure, all-natural water. 
Nature's Tears Eye Mist, just a mist. All natural, safe, convenient, no preservatives. Nature's Tears Eye Mist can be purchased nationwide at selected eye care professionals and drugstores near you. Listen. Listen. The world is talking. The World Talk Radio Variety Channel. Listening to the Sharon Kleina Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water. If you have a question or comment, please direct your email to SharonKleinaHour at Yahoo.com. That's SharonKleinaHour at Yahoo.com. Now, back to the program. Dr. Messiner, are you with us? Dr. Messiner, are you with us? Hey, how are you? Fine, how are you doing? Very good. Am I pronouncing your name correctly? Almost. It's Messonnier, although you can just call me Dr. Sean if you'd like. Okay, we'll call you Dr. Sean, and you're known to be the, the, nature, of, uh, the nature vet. Yeah, the natural vet. The natural vet. Well, uh, tell me a little bit. We always like when we have somebody on the first time to tell us a little bit about your past and how did you become a veterinarian. Okay, I actually wanted to be a veterinarian since I was probably a teenager, although I did work in human medicine a lot, so I've got to see both sides of the equation, both human and pet medicine. Uh, I went to Texas A&M University, graduated in 1987 with my degree in veterinary medicine, and like all of my classmates, was trained in totally conventional medicine. There was no such thing as holistic or integrative medicine back then, And along the way, mainly because here in Texas we see so many pets with allergies, I started noticing that my conventional therapies weren't really doing a lot for my patients. They would get better temporarily, but as soon as we stopped all of their drugs, they would go back to being itchy, smelly dogs and cats. Mm -hmm. So I started investigating some of these more natural alternative therapies, used them in my practice, saw very positive responses with my patients, and then started applying similar natural therapies to pets with pretty much any disease. So right now, if you come to our practice, which is an integrative practice, uh, we will use these same therapies for pets with cancer, uh, skin disease, joint disease, bladder problems, gastrointestinal problems, pretty much everything. Yes, they do. It's almost like, uh, you know, we look at ourselves as we are the human life here, Um, uh, the human mission on this earth, but my gosh, we are here also not only to take care of the planet Earth, nature, but they are pets and all these the animals. Now, yes, they get they have allergies and they have the cancer and they have um, all the things that humans have. Yes, um, heart trouble and heartworms, and we could go on and on. Now, tell us the Natural Health Bible for dogs and cats, pets. You did decide to finally write that book because you'd learned so much. Tell us a little bit about what you can teach us that's in the book. Sure. I've actually written almost 30 books now on on a variety of therapies, including natural therapies. The Natural Health Bible book is the biggest book. It's literally an encyclopedia, A to Z encyclopedia of a number of natural therapies. So if an owner, for example, uh, has a pet with arthritis and wants to consider some natural therapies for the arthritic pet, you can look up in the book, and there are a lot of different suggestions let's, for you. Let's take it a step at a time, then. Let's say, because um, I'm a research nut. I've been in research for over 30 years. 
um, and I was going to look up a topic. So I go into your book and I'd look up arthritis. And what would you, what would I be reading about? What are you recommending for arthritis for your pet? Well, what we recommend are trying to use drugs on a very limited basis and not very often. Mm-hmm. Uh, for natural therapies, we would use joint supplements containing ingredients such as glucosamine, MSM, uh, chondroitin, hyaluronic acid. We would talk about things like acupuncture, chiropractic, laser therapy, physical therapy, magnetic therapy, and really try to give the owners the science behind those recommendations so they can work with their veterinarians to find the thing that works best for their pets. What if, what if an individual is, cannot afford all that? Does your book tell them what they can, what's affordable? Well, I don't really go into pricing because every doctor is going to charge differently for what he's going to do. Uh, Certainly, I believe that natural therapies can reduce the cost of care. One of my five goals for pet care with natural therapies is to make things more affordable. Uh, That doesn't always work. Sometimes it's certainly cheaper to give your pet a steroid pill to relieve pain or itching. Mm -hmm. The problem is if you rely on that cheaper version of a therapy, your pet's not going to be around very long because you're going to kill it from the drug therapy. And if you really are going to put your pets on drugs regularly, even when those drugs are cheaper than alternative therapies, and they're usually not, but even when they are, if you're going to give the drug correctly, you really need to do some follow-up testing on these pets every three to four months. So when you add in the cost of additional blood testing, urine testing, veterinary visits, all of a sudden that cheap steroid pill becomes pretty expensive when you're doing the testing to make sure we're not going to kill the pet with the drug therapy. Now, let's say, for example, you know, as you were talking, and we have the same issues with our own health every day, uh, family health, friends' health, and children and members of the family living together, and it's so expensive. Uh, What are some of the signs that a person needs to be looking for so the animal, our pet, you can figure, you can decide some of the symptoms before they get to the where you they're beyond what you can maybe afford. People today, Dr. Sean, are having a challenge finding affordable to take care of themselves, and then all of a sudden, here's this wonderful life in their home, living with their family who is also needing more care. Um, what are some of the symptoms that people need to be looking for, and how do you feed your pet? to maybe help prevent some of the problems that could come later if you're not eating correctly, drinking enough water. Teach us some of those things. Sure. Um, the main thing to find out if you need to take your pet to the veterinarian is if your pet's acting any different from the way it normally acts, the pet should be seen. Now, certainly the pet who throws up one time and is totally normal the rest of the day, I don't care about that. You know, don't waste your money and come to my office. We have more important things to do, and you have more important things to spend your money on. But if your pet's throwing up five times an hour, you know, we need to have that pet seen. As far as preventing diseases, I wrote a book several years ago called Eight Weeks to a Healthy Dog that takes people through an eight-week step to get the pets healthy. So we focus on diet. We focus on um, uh, grooming. We focus on minimizing vaccines. We focus on doing things other than drug therapy. The latest book I wrote is called Unexpected Miracles, Hope and Holistic Healing for Pets, which teaches owners if you were faced with a difficult decision, if you go to your doctor, you have a conventional doctor, and that doctor tells you, I'm sorry, there's nothing we can do for your pet. Your pet has 24 hours to live. What would you do? And Unexpected Miracles takes the reader through stories of pet owners who were faced with, literally their pets were going to die or be euthanized. There was no help available. They sought an alternative approach to pet care, and those pets lived 
through the miracle of natural healing when no one else could care for those pets. So those are the kind of things I try to get across to owners. You can prevent some problems, and you don't have to give up necessarily when one person can't offer a therapy that might be beneficial to your pet. Okay, I'm going to do with you what I do with other people. When you get, when the, when you get up in the morning and you have a pet, what's the first thing you should do with your, for your pet? Well, I, take, I let my pet go outside to the bathroom. Okay. I have a dog. My two cats come out. Um, basically, what, what I do is, of course, we give them food and water, food and food. I use a number of now, nutritional now, now, let's supplements take it a step on my pet. Let's talk about what, first of all, I'm going to be, you know, you heard about my world. Yes. Uh, I'm into the water end of yes. it, too. And, uh, well, that's my world. And I'm wondering, how do you encourage your pet to drink enough water? Well, you know, my general feeling with pets, and I know this is probably not true with people, is, uh, you know, pets are going to drink what their bodies tell them they need to drink. And that depends. Technically, on the our body should do the same thing because we well, have a number of different it, systems uh, in our bodies that tell us we humans, when we're becoming doctor. dehydrated, but yes. so often we don't listen to those things. That's true. In fact, we humans are identical. If we're eating properly, we're going to be wanting to hydrate. We, we'll have the instincts, the craving to want to hydrate, drink more water. If you're not drinking, if you're drinking too much sugar or you're eating the wrong foods, you're, you're going to think you're not thirsty. Yes. Uh, and I, so obviously pets, if you're eat, uh, feeding them correctly. Now, what would you suggest would be a good diet for a, a, your pet? Well, the main things to think about, and actually you mentioned the Natural Health Bible book I wrote. There's about 100 pages in there on how to find the best diet for your pet, whether you're going to feed the pet something home-cooked or whether you're going to get something store-bought. You want to avoid most of the big known, well-known brand names because they just contain a lot of junk, a lot of byproducts and chemicals that are not necessarily necessarily good for your pet. Uh, You try to pick foods and you learn to read the labels, and there's a lot of information in the Natural Health Bible for Dogs and Cats that teaches you how to read the labels, but mainly any food that uses the term byproduct, whether it's meat or plant byproduct or byproduct meal, that's basically trash that through the processing of animals and plants for food should have gone in, gone in the trash can, but the companies know they can make money on this trash product by turning it into dog and cat food. So you try to avoid those types of things. And then if you can work with a holistic veterinarian, I have lists of different foods that I like to feed my patients, and we offer some for sale, but there are others that you can find now, at local stores as well. Learn to, you know, like we're learning more about people and it's kind of fascinating, um, Dr. Sean. I uh, this the new approach toward eating like a veg- vegan and more approaches to eating better foods for us humans. We're learning how to uh, about food more than ever in history. Uh, animals are they supposed to get very similar, uh, like fresh vegetables and uh, and fresh uh, more fresh than than uh, uh, all made up in a can. Well, ideally that's true. You know, most people are just going to be, and I'm, I'm one of them, I'm too lazy to cook for my pets, so I find the best natural processed food I can feed. I do a lot of supplementation for my pets, and we will give them food throughout the day. Of course, we're trying to eat better. We eat more fruits and vegetables. We lean towards organic foods, so our pets will share with that as well. If you're going to home cook for your pet, obviously finding the best, freshest ingredients is the best thing to do. Mm-hmm. And if you were going to go find a fresh ingredient for your pet, what would you where, what would you do? 
What well, we have a number of stores here in town that offer fresh produce, so that's very easy for us to find. Okay. If you don't have stores in the area that offer, offer organic produce, you're going to have to just get the best thing that you can at the grocery store. It may not be as good as you want, but you've got to go with what's available in your area. Well, what, what I'm trying to learn here for our, those individuals who would not have ever heard of such a thing before is let's say you go over and buy fresh produce and you would want, would you cook it a little bit, steam it, or uh, would well, you chop it up? Well, if you're talking about, like, say, meat, for example, I prefer cooked food rather than raw. If you're talking about vegetables, um, mm-hmm. it could be fed raw if your pet will eat the raw vegetable, mm-hmm. or steaming would be fine. I'll sautéing it with something like olive or canola oil, and even some seasoning in there would also be fine. Uh, of course, grapes and raisins are toxic. You want to avoid that. Onions can be toxic. Garlic in large amounts can be toxic. Mm-hmm. So I don't want people just to listen to the show and say, okay, I'm going to go out and buy all this food and maybe buy things that could hurt your pet. You've right. got to work with a knowledgeable, holistic veterinarian. You've got to read the Natural Health Bible for Dogs and Cats. And all these exceptions are pointed out in there. Uh-huh. Learn, learn how to do it. Now, yes, absolutely. I've often noticed that um, a lot of the pets, when they have a beautiful fur and coat, fur, uh, a lot of people today want to give their, well, that are really uh, attended to their pets, give uh, give them a bath quite frequently. Uh, You know, I've often wondered about, can they give them a uh, bath too frequently where their oil and their fur doesn't, the oil and the fur could protect them from the problems of the air. If If you rub the oil out of the hair of the animal, uh, all of a sudden they've lost some protection. Am I right or wrong? Um, you're partially right. One of the reasons I actually developed my own line of organic pet shampoos and ear wash just a few months ago was for that reason. You really need to bathe your pets frequently. I don't know who came up with this, don't bathe your pets very often foolishness, because it's totally untrue. Well, I, I don't know if anybody that, did, but I was You want to use a good quality certified organic shampoo okay. that won't dry out your pet's skin. And the shampoos okay. that I designed, I did that mainly because I see so many pets with skin problems, and I tell my clients you have to bathe your pets daily or every other day or their skin is not going to heal the way you want it to heal. If we do frequent bathing, there's less of a chance that these owners are going to have to use a lot of drugs for their pets because the bathing is actually curing their pet skin problems. Okay. Now now we're tapping onto something that's very fascinating, I'm sure, to people that they haven't heard a lot about. We hear about the food and we hear about the supplements. Now let's say, and you're right, I'm following that. Um, Let's say the individual, what type of shampoo conditioners, what type of products, let's say they, they have not found yours yet or come to buy yours yet, what should they be looking for uh, to be able to bathe their pet? And, and by the way, do you bathe cats? Well, if the cat will let you bathe it, yes. <laughs> My cats are very good, so I do yeah, bathe you know, them quite a ask. bit. Uh, most cats are not real good about that, but yes, yeah. you want to bathe cats yeah. as well. Now, I'll tell you what's in my shampoo, and this is what I encourage owners. You can't find the Dr. Sean shampoo, and you can find them anywhere because they're in pet stores or on the Internet, et cetera. Uh-huh. Um, but if you're having trouble finding them, like I said, they're available through PetCareNaturally.com. But you want to look for two things. Ideally, they, could, they should contain certified organic oils and herbs. That's the highest quality of oil and herb you can find. Those cost more, but they're also a higher quality, and I think they're better for your pet. Number two, and I'll brag a little bit because my shampoos are the only shampoo that can say this, you want to find shampoos that have been tested and approved for daily 
use. Even if you decide not to use them daily, if you need to use them frequently, you at least know there's some testing that's been done and some formulation that's been done to make the shampoo safe for daily use so we're not going to dry the pet out because some shampoos you don't want to use daily. They'll hurt your pet's skin. But if your pet has skin disease, you've got to treat them regularly. And if you or your family members have asthma, Cleaning your pets with regular bathing can help your asthma, too, by getting rid of the foreign proteins on the pet's coat. Uh, Dr. Sean, we're going to have to take a moment with the sponsor. Okay, good. And we'll be right back. And be thinking about some education that you think is so important that our listeners should be learning worldwide because, as you know, all over the world, people have their pets. We'll be right back. We'll listen to our sponsor, Nature's Tears Eye Mist. By the way, you can use it for your pets also. Uh, for the eyes, it's a natural method of tissue culture graded water with just a mist. We'll listen to our sponsor and we'll be right back with Dr. Sean. You're listening to the World Talk Radio Variety Channel. Discover the secret of Nature's Tears Eye Mist, an entirely different approach to eye care without eye drops. When your tear film is dry, your eyes feel dry. Nature's Tears Eye Mist naturally supplements the tear film with Biologic Aqua Absolute Premium Standard Grade of pure, all-natural water. Nature's Tears Eye Mist, just a mist. All-natural, safe, convenient, no preservatives. Nature's Tears Eye Mist can be purchased nationwide at selected eye care professionals and drugstores near you. The World Talk Radio Variety Channel. You're listening to the Sharon Kleina Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water. If you have a question or comment, please direct your email to SharonKleinaHour at Yahoo.com. That's Sharon Kleina Hour at yahoo.com. Now, back to the program. Sean, I wanted to ask you, we were talking about it, and we'll go on to something else, but I've got a question on the bathing. Um, yes. That is really an important, uh, now you've taught me something today, too. By the way, my husband and I have had a lot of animals, dogs, pets, family members are our pets um, of all sizes, and we inherited them from other people who didn't, couldn't take care of them. Good. Uh, what is your thinking about that shampoo? You know, when a person goes to shampoo with those particular products, they don't have to use a lot of shampoo. But Correct. What is the? You're, I'm, you're teaching me something too. How often should a person really be thinking to keep the pet healthier? Uh, to shampoo, how often should they be shampooing? Well, like I said, to me, the more the better. I bathe my dog three times a week. Okay. My cats. Don't mind being bathed. I usually don't take them to work with me regularly like I do for my dogs. My cats probably every few months as they start to get a little dirty, say from the litter box or a little bit smelly, et cetera. So I would say if you have a normal family, nobody has any allergies to anything, the pets are fine, they're healthy, bathe them as often as you want or can using the certified organic shampoos. If the pets are suffering from skin disease, at least several times a week, daily if possible. If members of your family have asthma or allergies, keep in mind your pets are a great source of bringing these horrible allergens into your household. Even pets that never go outside, you've got house dust mites, you've got just things on the ground. 
your pets are close to the ground, their coat absorbs all this stuff, you've got the pet in bed with you, you're, you're petting the pet, you're having fun with the pet, you're going to get a face full of allergens. The more you clean your pet by bathing, the less you're going to have to deal with all of that stuff. Now, the one thing I've taught to uh, Sean is we're living, you know, years and years ago when they became energy conscious, they decided to insulate all of our buildings, insulated windows and walls, forced air heating and cooling, and all the chemistry of those mass-produced carpeting and upholstery, your clothing and your bedding. Mm-hmm. All of that is, like you just said, any, if you have any allergic reaction, kind of take a look at your air. Uh, now, um, let's go on to some of your favorite topics that you'd like to teach us today. Okay. Um, the main thing that I want to go over is just per- disease prevention. Mm-hmm. We do that a number of different ways. We don't vaccinate pets every year. All the research shows vaccines last a very long time. Pets don't need shots every year. So if you're vaccinating your pet every year, you're basically wasting your money and hurting your pet. Mm-hmm. You can have a simple blood test done called a titer. Your veterinarian can do it. It's inexpensive. And based upon that test result, that tells me whether or not I need to vaccinate that pet that year. And the answer is usually no, I don't. Mm -hmm. Number two, use supplements. There are a lot of different supplements I like. You can go to my website, petcarenatu.com, and see them. I've got free articles on there. We've got the books we've been talking about on there. Um, Two in particular, one's called Vim and Vigor by a company named Pet Togethers. That's my number one supplement for all pets in my practice. Pets five and older also get a supplement called Collodin, which is a choline supplement made by MVP Laboratories. It's also one of the few supplements that's actually had testing on it to show it can treat as well as prevent Alzheimer's disease in dogs and cats. So minimizing vaccines, feeding the good food we talked about earlier, uh, doing the supplementation, and of course, we spent a lot of time talking about bathing as well. Those are things that are worthwhile spending a little bit of money on so your pet will be here for a long time. Now, you just mentioned something that I bet a lot of listeners worldwide took attention to is Alzheimer's. It's such a, in the past few decades, has been coming more closer to home with everyone, and we're learning more about it. And, and, And your pet can get Alzheimer's. How do you recognize that the pet may have Alzheimer's? Well, basically, when owners come to me and they're suspecting it, what they'll tell me is the pet's acting senile. They're just older, they're not really paying attention much, they're kind of hard of hearing, the pet's barking or meowing and nothing's there, they're not recognizing the owner as much. Those are all signs of a number of problems, now, not just com- Alzheimer's, very but certainly Alzheimer's as well. So we need to start doing some things for those pets. Is that very As I common? said, you can prevent it as well yeah. with the Vim and Vigor and the Collodin. Yeah, as I was mentioning, is it very common? Uh, estimates are, you know, probably as common as in people. The older the pet is, the greater the chance. I would say for my geriatric population that I would see, you know, be up to 25% or more. Uh, now, when I say my geriatric population, those are people who are coming to me that have never been clients of mine. If you look at my own client database, I don't see a lot of diseases in my own patients because they're following my advice mm-hmm. and they're not getting sick very often. Mm-hmm. So my practice is very strange. I have about half of my own clients who are on these disease preventive protocols, and I have people coming in that are not on any disease preventive protocols, but they're coming in with very sick pets, mm-hmm. and we're having to backtrack and try to get those pets healthy. So the average practice would probably say 25 to 50% of their patients have some sort of cognitive disorder. Mine, it's very, very low, except for these pets that just happen because to come in because they find routine me. And your, uh, your patients and clients have got a routine going that they yes. know that they've got somebody to help be their uh, pet manager. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> okay, real quickly also... Uh, I'm going to ask a question, and, you know, people don't want to have anything uh, lose their pet. 
and that's a member of their family. Mm-hmm. Well, have you, what do you think about having, uh, let's say the pet has a problem in the hip or the legs, and, and then all of a sudden suggested they have an amputation? What is your thinking on that? Well, I think it really just depends upon their particular case and with the owner. You know, I try to go through all the different options with my clients. If it's something like cancer, I wrote a book a few years ago called The Natural Vet's Guide to Preventing and Treating Cancer in Dogs. Mm-hmm. And amputation sometimes necessary, chemotherapy sometimes necessary, but always we go back to good diet, use of nutritional supplements to help assist whatever other therapies we might need. It literally comes down to a personal choice for the owner, but I found with cancer, for example, so many people have a misunderstanding of how safe chemotherapy actually is in pets or how well pets can do if they do have to have a limb amputated. So I try to give them the medical facts as well as what I've seen in my own practice, then the owner has to be comfortable with the decision. I can't make the decision for the owner. I can just tell them factually, this is what you can expect to see. This is what it will do, good or bad, for your pet, and then you have to decide what's best for you. Now, do you have, by chance, um, when you come to your website or any of your books, which kind of pets are, what, what, what's the description of many of your pets that would make a good pet for, each, for, the, for individuals to decide no, I haven't done that. There certainly are books on the market about certain breeds that you know, they'll tell you the breed characteristics and the owners need to decide if that fits their family. I really recommend if you don't have a pet, find the veterinarian first, get a good relationship with the vet, and work with the vet to find out based upon your lifestyle and how much time, effort, and money you have, uh, you know, what's the best pet. If you have limited resources, you know, a cat would be better than a 150-pound Rottweiler that's going to cost a ton of money just to feed. So you have to be very honest with yourself and literally try to find what's going to be the best fit for your family. And then the other one is what do you think about table food feeding your pet? Um, keep in mind, unless you're buying a lot of food. bad dog or cat food, and there's a lot of bad food on the market, that pretty much whatever's in pet food is literally people food. We just make it into pet food. Okay. Well, I'm not opposed to table food if your pet can tolerate it, yeah. if it's a safe ingredient, and if you handle it properly. Now, what's the difference between soft food and hard food? I've heard a lot of people say, oh my gosh, I've been told not to ever feed it anything soft. It's got to be a particular hard food. Well, once again, that's like the old wise tale about don't bathe your pet very often. There okay. really is not much of a difference. Individually, some pets do get a little bit more dental tartar with soft food. Collectively, that really isn't true. Mm-hmm. Cats usually should be fed exclusively or mostly canned food because of their protein requirements. Okay. Cats with certain diseases, diabetes, uh, uh, urogenital problems, I tend to lean more towards canned food or wet food. And, and dogs, uh, dogs, that same thing? Not quite as strict since dogs are more omnivorous and carnivorous, but I feed my, all of my pets a mixture of dry and can and people food, okay. table food as well. A little well. bit of mixture. Yes. Uh-huh. And vegetables? Uh, um, making vegetables sure are fine. Once again, we're avoiding onions. Low doses of garlic right. are okay. Course, no grapes or raisins for fruits, but vegetables are also fine if the pet will eat it. Okay, we have one minute left. How right. would you like to leave our classroom today? What's that? How would you like to leave our classroom? Oh, been well, just encourage people to learn as much as you can. Realize there are many options. Uh, like I said, I have a lot of free information on my website, petcarenatury.com. You can learn a lot there. If you can work with a holistic veterinarian, that really will make a difference because holistic vets like myself just have so many different options to offer you. Well, I'm sorry, we're out of time, and this was, you really know how to give us a good classroom. Oh, well, thank you so much. I've really enjoyed it. (laughs) 
Dr. Sean Messonier. Um, you pronounced it Messonier. Messonier, correct. Messonier. Yeah. Uh, I want to thank you for all that you're doing for our pets on this planet. Because uh, without those pets, we and all people have they have found it does extend life. But if you have a pet, it will extend your life. I've been told. Have you? Yeah, been, that's, is absolutely, that because pets. You know, if you get a good pet, they'll bring you happiness as exactly. well. Exactly. Balance that mental way of thinking. Very much so. Well, you have a nice day. You too. Thanks for having me on. You did it. I really enjoyed every minute myself. Me too. Take care. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Well, your pets, you know, I'm a funny person. Uh, I think you've noticed this as you've been listening to this show for so long. But when I'm driving down the road or with my husband in the car and there's an animal looking out the window, I always wave to the animal and uh, the pet. And uh, whichever pet it is, and they'll look at you like, what, do I know you? And I get such an enjoyment of letting them know they are special in our lives. It's just my little moment. And uh, all of your pets, I don't care which pet it, uh, what you have, they are very special to you and take good care of them like you would hopefully take care of yourself. We're going to listen to our sponsor, Nature's Tears Eye Mist. And you need to know that over each or, uh, eye, I call it eye organ, but over each eye you have a clear film. The clear film is called tear film. It is three layers. You have a lipid layer, which is the upper layer. The middle layer is the water layer, and the mucin layer connects to your eye. Did you know that you've never had until Nature's Ears Eye Mist a method of supplementing the moisture to the eye all naturally? Eye drops will cause a flooding, a drying, but if you have moisture, the eye drops will trap the moisture. The tear foam was nature's way of providing you a protection so you will retain the moisture for a healthier eyesight. When your eyesight begins to deplete, it means you're dehydrating the moisture level of the eye. And air will do that. Your lifestyle will do it. Well, listen to Nature's Tears Eye Mist, our sponsor, and we will be right back with Marna Powell. will teach us about kayaking. Listen. The world is talking. The World Talk Radio Variety Channel. Discover the secret of Nature's Tears Eye Mist, an entirely different approach to eye care without eye drops. When your tear film is dry, your eyes feel dry. Nature's Tears Eye Mist naturally supplements the tear film with Biologic Aqua Absolute Premium Standard Grade of pure, all-natural water. Nature's Tears Eye Mist, just a mist. All natural, safe, convenient, no preservatives. Nature's Tears Eye Mist can be purchased nationwide at selected eye care professionals and drugstores near you. The World Talk Radio Variety Channel, where the world comes to listen and talk. Listening to the Sharon Kleina Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water. If you have a question or comment, please direct your email to SharonKleinaHour at Yahoo.com. That's SharonKleinaHour at Yahoo.com. Now, back to the program. 
Marna, are you with us? I am. Hello, Sharon. Well, thank you for joining us. Uh, you know, the Power of Water radio talk show is the only media talk show in the world stressing how important water is to drink and uh, the freshness that is available 1% on Earth is only available to be drinking for healthier reasons. But have you noticed, uh, and you have, and our audience needs to hear this before we start, that because water is such an important place in our life, it's life or death, but also we find it so attracting to us to go toward the water and enjoy it for relaxation and and, and and something very important to our everyday life is if we can be near the water. And you found it with kayaking. Tell us a little bit about why you got into kayaking. Oh, well, first of all, I've certainly noticed how important water is. And uh, can, I, can I, may I digress a moment? Because your last show was about pets. And uh, just as pets will lower your blood pressure and give you endorphins and make you happier and healthier, and let you live longer. I think water does that for us as well. And for me personally, I'm happy in or on any kind of water. I always live near water. I drink gobs of clean, fresh water. Uh, luckily, we have a great well system here. And and I also am surrounded by pets. Um, I'm the owner of Kayak Zacks, a kayak outfitter. And in the employee job description, when I hire, it actually says, must love pets. Oh, must love dogs. It says must love dogs. Um, <laughs> well, I like that. This is a very timely. It may, my program director, Polly Featherton, I don't know if she knew that, but uh, that is exciting that you love. Uh, you know, it is true. Our pets of the world are, uh, are who we are. And I always feel sorry for somebody who doesn't like them or do- cannot have them. So oh, why did you yeah. decide that? Why did you decide that? Well, you like kayaking, but people. Yeah, don't. I didn't mean to digress. Sorry. Um, that's okay. That's you that's, know, truthfully, I accidentally came home with a kayak one day, and <laughs> how does a person <laughs> accidentally come home with a kayak? Would well, you put it in your trunk? <laughs> there's a long story there with a friend who needed some money, and I took it as collateral. But my Aww. husband had talked about wanting to kayak, and we live uh, right on the coast. Uh, where our property borders Redwood National Park. One park goes into another. There's three lagoons that you can kayak on here. There's the ocean. There's rivers. There's it's beautiful. It's just now, where stunning about with water. Is that area. Tell me uh, what what is the what do I look for on the map? Well, um, we call it the real Northern California. I guess it's being called extreme Northwest California. Oh, okay. We're about an hour south of Oregon on the coast. Oh, okay. And, you go, um, so you go south of Crescent City, California. Yes, exactly. Okay, so you have yeah. a lot of areas there that you can uh, kayak. And all kinds of water. That's and, and I could get to that in a moment. But I accidentally came home with a kayak for my husband. <laughs> <laughs> and I did not grow up athletic, first of all. I did grow up loving water. I don't remember learning to swim as I was born in Hawaii and my mother put me in the water immediately. Uh, but... I came home with this boat, and I tried it. I got three feet from shore at Stone Lagoon, one of our local beautiful parks, and I just, angels sang. Uh-huh. I don't know how to put it. I just you had a calling. I did. I was home. I just felt so like I was home. You know, Marna, <laughs> you just said something that's so important. Um, that years ago, When I decided to ha- get involved in researching water throughout the world and for human need and 
the technology that should be understood of, of water and why. And then I started studying the waters of the world and how back to Hippocrates and the Romans, the Turks and the Finns and Japanese and more. And, and then all of a sudden I came forward and, and I found that I had a, I'm like you, I really have always loved water. And I'd swim along the rapids and my parents would get so worried because they were afraid that I would take on something stronger than I was. And I would even put my sucker in the water to to dip it in a glass of water. And water was always uh, very important. And all of a sudden, here I am, the founder of Biologic Aqua Research Center worldwide, the only company studying the therapeutic side of it and what we do. And, and then I look at your, somebody like yourself who you said you're compelled by water. It is the truth. Uh, we need to learn more about ourselves. And what you did is you took that uh, calling and you said, I like the feel of this. This is exciting. And then you decided to uh, begin to kayak. Tell us what you, did, what you did to start this. I don't know that I really decided. I think that I'm, I, I think I probably have an addictive personality and I'm hyperkinetic. <laughs> but luckily, I have healthy addictions. Oh, oh good. I'm glad. I think that's the best way to if put you don't, it. Just make um, sure you drink a lot of water and you'll try to get to the healthy side of addiction. I drink gobs of water. We really have the best. We have an artesian spring going to our well. Uh huh. Um, it's just wonderful, clean, fresh water all now the time. Now with kayaking, because uh, I, I, I live uh, in southern Oregon, in Grants Pass, Oregon. This is where our corporate headquarters is at, and I'm talking to you from, and I live on the Rogue River. And, oh, so you're very close. Yeah, we're not far away, but we're used to water, and we see the kayakers, and then also on the Illinois River, uh, the kayakers, but on the Rogue, too. But where do you oh, find your rivers. Pardon? Oh, those are a couple of beautiful rivers. Oh, are we? Am I lucky? Now, when you're kayaking, where do you go to kayak? Well, uh, a little bit of everywhere. Uh, the business, Kayak Zacks, is a sea kayak outfitter, mm-hmm. and we do trips on our local lagoons. We do guided trips and rentals, and also in Trinidad Cove, which is a protected part of open ocean here. Mm-hmm. But for fun, I do whitewater on our, all of our local Rivers. Um, mm-hmm. I'm afraid I only have time to do that in the spring mm-hmm. and winter when um, Kayak Zacks is taking a hiatus. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I am just happy in a boat, on water, anywhere. I, and I think the joy and the beauty of kayaking uh, is really that it can, it can be a little or a lot. There's all kinds of kayaks, there's all kinds of water, there's all kinds of people. And it just lends itself but so I know well. I said you're kayaking for seniors, uh, in other words, for all ages, but people, uh, they're going to always look forward to learning how to kayak and sit in that boat. And, and the kayaks have such an, an interesting balancing system to them, They're the, to their design uh, for people to go out. Rather than a rowboat or a, a canoe, or uh, the kayaks have a nice little balancing that when you're in them, you could probably go through some interesting uh, types of water. What is some well, of the it depends of- on the kayak. It's all just hull design. But um, I'm an adaptive kayak instructor, mm-hmm. meaning uh, I've got training and skills and a lot of um, time spent doing this, actually, uh, taking special groups, they call it, anybody who's not, say, young and able-bodied, uh, and, and, you know, frankly, find me anyone over 40 who doesn't have arthritis, first of all. So special groups can be anything from someone who just has 
you know, a bit of carpal tunnel and a risk to uh, developmentally disabled or medical conditions, paraplegia, traumatic injury. Now, uh, I'm going to back up for a seniors. second. You started dealing with uh, different symptoms that you believe they could still kayak. Uh, oh, absolutely. Why did, you, why did we hear that? Um, did you find that a lot of people think, well, I can't do that because I have these particular symptoms, but you found that in kayaking, they, to learn to kayak, you could have those symptoms and still do very well. Well, first of all, I've always been a problem solver. I love puzzles. I love networking, brainstorming, and, and coming up with solutions. And I've always been a bit of MacGyver, which you have to be to really be an adaptive instructor. So when a person comes to you and they have a challenge that they, you believe that they could challenge, you could teach them what they, uh, that kayaking uh, uh, could be a sport for them. Oh, absolutely, yeah. And we can adapt, uh, we can adapt paddling technique. We can adapt the gear. Okay. Uh, mm-hmm. On our website, there's a, a section called Adaptive, and there's some uh, good information you can print out and download about, you know, specifically afflictions. There's also some photos in the photo gallery mm-hmm. that explain things. Mm-hmm. But there's, you know, there's you taught me, people who and I, you know, Marna, I call this a classroom, and you just taught me something, which earlier I was mentioning, that the buoyancy of a kayak for some people, and to choose the water that they could go into individually, of course, and enjoy, that there are some different types of symptoms that if you think you have them, you could still learn to kayak and have a buoyancy, but yet you would choose the water where you partic- you think you should be would be safer. Well, you certainly need to do that. And, and you know, personally, I'm not going to go on every kind of water in a kayak. I'm not going to do the hundred foot waterfall drops. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not, you know that you see in videos. Uh, so well, we have so, here on the know, having an idea rainfall. of your limits is good. Uh huh. Uh, ever, but I have, have done the Wild and Scenic Rogue. There's a three-day trip there on your Rogue River. I was going to say, uh, have you ever been down the Rogue River, Marna? Yes, yeah, it's a Class 3 and 4 run. And I'm not a Class 4 whitewater paddler, but uh, I, I usually get really focused and manage to get through it because I'm paying attention. So you went through Meal Kill Canyon and you went down through Blossom uh, Bar. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, gosh, Mule Creek Canyon. I couldn't believe I didn't flip over. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, before uh, I started the research center for years, I went down uh, with river guides and rafts. Oh, great. And I had an uncle, Bob Pritchett, who was a very famous worldwide known. I'm familiar with his name. Bob Pritchett here in or- uh, uh, Oregon way back in time. And uh, he was shocked that his niece would take those rubber r- r- river rafts. We took a, I had a gu- river guides too, but... Uh, coming into Mule Creek Canyon in the audience, you have to realize that here you're coming down this w- rapid area of the Rogue River, and all of a sudden you're coming through and you're feeling the wind, Marna. You remember that wind that's coming at you, and you're wondering, that's, that's a mountain ahead of me. Where's that wind coming from? And then all of a sudden you take this little left and you take this extreme right, and then all of a sudden you take an extreme left and you're in the middle of a canyon, of well, the water, very narrow little a, canyon is filled with boils that just have a mind of their own. Pot. You think you're in an eddy and it's okay, and this boil just no, comes no, out no, of nowhere. It's not okay. It's a coffee pot. It's called a <laughs> coffee, coffee pot, pot, and you have to go in when the coffee pot is when it's come gone down, and then all of a sudden when that turns back up, that's when you go in. You do not go in when it's going down. 
And then you go sailing in there, and then all of a sudden it quiets down. And then, Marna, when you're coming out of that canyon, what do you see? It looks like prehistoric rocks that are huge, and that's called Blossom Bar. And, you know, I made it through Blossom and flipped at the bottom. There was a speed bump at the bottom that got me, which was great. Then I was in a pool. Well, you had your life. But, you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be um, guiding kayak trips there, uh, especially for persons who are disabled. I, 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 that's probably not have. something my company would do. But in rafts, you can adapt rafts and maybe even inflatable kayaks um, for a variety of people with special needs and, and probably do that trip quite, you know, well, relatively Now, easily. when you go down these different rivers like that with your groups, do you have, you stay in lodges or do you camp? No, you, no, do I both? don't. I don't. We're coastal. I just do whitewater for fun on my own. For yourself. Personally with friends. Can yeah. Our, if you go to our website, it's uh, kayakzak.com, K-A-Y-A-K-Z-A-K.com, mm-hmm. and, and it talks about what we do. We also have a Facebook fan page, but we just blog nature things on there uh-huh. about what the water is doing mostly, and um, this time of year it's spring, so the migrating birds and oh, you know beautiful. who's in what plumage and what wildflowers have popped up. So. Um, the but the website itself tells a lot about what we do. Well, we only have a minute left for you to teach our audience. This, I call this a classroom, and it is a lot of fun. And what, how would you like to leave your worldwide audience today? Oh, well, I just want to say we do go through a life really affecting others. We don't even realize how much an effect we might have. Just a smile in line at the supermarket can change someone's life for good forever. Mm-hmm. And, and I would just encourage others to just take a moment and be kind and smile at each other. You know, the water does that for me. The pets do that for me. But we oh. can do it for each other as well. Well, Earth has and, secrets, Marna, and that you just gave that secret. <laughs> <laughs> you just taught us in this classroom the secret. Embrace your life, right? Oh, absolutely. Well, you have a nice day, and I really have appreciated this. And uh, if you ever think of some other uh, classroom things that you could teach us about uh, kayaking in the water, give us a call. Oh, well, thank you, Sharon. Thanks you have a very nice much. Day. Bye-bye. Okay, bye. Well, Earth does, Earth's secret is just what Marna just said, Sean just said, with your pets. Your pets are part of you. Pets out there in the world are part of you. And Marna was mentioning the water as part of her, and it is part of me, and of course we cannot live on this planet without it. We're learning from uh, the National Geographic and books like Steve Solomon's book, Water and the Waters of the World, that there, there is a crisis going on with water. We need to learn more, dive in, learn more about what you can do to participate, to join the rest of us on this crusade, protect the water, and you will live longer. Earth does have a secret. Embrace your life, every precious moment. But Earth is whispering. Never say goodbye, because if you don't say goodbye, that means you're valuing somebody else's life. And you're going to leave for the generations to come something very special that was left from you and others that believe in those footprints. I want to thank you for listening. Have a nice day.
Thank you for listening. Join us next week for another edition of the Sharon Kleina Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water, Mondays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the World Talk Radio Variety Channel. Remember to visit Sharon's website at SharonKleinaHour.com. 